Absolute Radio Country is filled with the best sounds from Nashville 24 hours a day. But even we can't fit in everything. You'll find a full story right here. This is Country Music Talk, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of the world of country music. We love bringing you the biggest names from the world of country music here on the podcast, so thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe if you haven't already, and that way you'll never miss an episode. And if you're in the UK, you can listen to Absolute Radio Country live and enjoy the no-repeat guarantee. It's our promise to never play the same song twice during your workday between 9 to 5, Monday to Friday. Right, on with the podcast. This is the Country Music Talk podcast from Absolute Radio Country. Connor Smith, good to meet you. Good to meet you as well, man. Uh, welcome to uh, my hometown. It's not very often that we meet country artists that are actually born and bred in Nashville. I know. I, uh, I'm one of the few. It's funny, though. I do feel like there is like... It kind of goes in waves, right? Like for a long time, it was, everybody was from Texas and then yeah. Georgia. And then now you're seeing Jelly Roll, yeah. Ernest, myself, Mitchell Tenpenny, these kind of guys from Nashville coming up. So I'm thankful to be a part of uh, part of that crew. Were you ever going to do something else? Or was it like Nashville, you've got to become a country artist? Or were you like, I'm going to mend fences? <laughs> no, nah, I mean, dude, I, I just, I think my story is being in Nashville growing up here. I just... You kind of learn early on that writing songs is a doable job. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like it's like on the list of things you can do. You know, growing up, you, you could be a doctor, a, a teacher, or a songwriter. And so for me, there's something that captivated me about that so much and, and being around it. And, um, and so that was the only dream I ever had. You know, was, I played baseball and I wrote songs, and that's kind of who I was growing up. And then uh, somewhere along the way, you start getting paid for it. And then somewhere along the way, you don't, you don't go to college and you just kind of go all out and start chasing the dream. So did you ever have a wanderlust to kind of get around the world? Because, you know, a lot of people will move to Nashville because they've got this, like, dream of making it happen. Totally. Did you ever kind of think you wanted to live anywhere else? Well, I mean, that's the whole job is that wanderlust of traveling, right? Yeah. It's like at, at a certain But not point. everybody loves that side totally. of it. Totally. You know? and, 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 um, and to be honest, I think that that's something that I've enjoyed, but I also, I'm more of a homebody. Like, I love right. Nashville so much, and, and so... Uh, I oftentimes will envy the the songwriters who just kind of have the day job, the nine to five in Nashville. But um, I always just felt the blessing of, I was like, hey, I know that this career, there's so much travel, which that's what we've been in. You know, yeah. we've just been to 48 states, probably 40 this year, right? Did you just think I'm going to be a songwriter? Was being an artist always part of the deal for you? Um, I think when things became real, uh, it, it came into the picture. It was, hey, you, you have a voice to tell these stories. But that was never, like, the biggest dream. That was added on to the dream of writing songs. Right. But when I signed my record deal, it was like, hey, like, this is for you to tell these stories. And, and, um, and I kind of gained some confidence in that by, that by that point and realized that that was kind of the trajectory I would take. And, um, and, and then I found through that that as much as I love and, and felt uh, most at home writing songs, same thing I felt on, on a stage. And so... Once we got on the road, I, you know, I, I quickly shifted or, or, or fell in love with, with that as much as, as the other. This song, uh, Creek Will Rise, that's taken off like a crazy thing, hasn't it? Yeah, man, it's been a blessing. It's, it's, um, it's rising every day, right? So uh, I make the joke, um, the, my last song to radio was called Take It Slow, and it died at 50, so it was listening, and then Creek Will Rise is kind of shot up. So the songs kind of follow suit of what they're told to do, but... Um, you know, first top 20 single, we, we just started this Creek Will Rise headlining tour. Congratulations. Um, with, you know, the song working at radio, it, it is kind of uh, opened the door to release a debut record in January. And so 
Uh, Creek Warriors has done a lot of good things for us, and, and uh, it's been pretty special to see the fans grab on. I know as, for me as an artist, it, was, it felt like one of the first times that I very clearly was like, this is who I want to be as an artist, um, putting out that Like song. finding your voice, in a way. Yeah, just finding your voice, I think, as a new artist, as a, as a young guy. I think it took me some time to figure out who I was and how I wanted to say that. And I think Creek Will Rise was uh, the first time that it, it really felt like fully me. Mm-hmm. And then uh, after that song came, it kind of shaped what the record would become. And the record is called Smoky Mountains? It's called Smoky Mountains, yeah. And you have a, a single, Smoky Mountains, as well. Yeah, we just put out Smoky Mountains last week. Um, and is it about the Smoky Mountains? I think the song Smoky Mountains is kind of this sense of imagery of like being from Tennessee. Smoky Mountains is kind of symbolic of home in the story. Yeah. Um, I think it's the song and we put it out not because I felt like it was like the best song on the record, but because I felt like it would lay the groundwork for this story that this record would tell, which is, you know, a story of chasing down the dream, a story of longing to be home in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then and then along the way, just kind of the growing up. And, and so I felt like Smoky Mountains was one of those songs that I wrote to tell that whole story in, in you know two and a half minutes and so uh, that's kind of why that song led the way do you come from a musical family i don't you know my mom was actually uh, a tv reporter so she would basically right. be doing your job and uh, so growing up in nashville she would interview artists and songwriters oh right and so that was kind of my window into it uh, without being fully in the industry so did she give you tips on did she give you kind of media oh man training? i've been media trained since i was six <laughs> you know I, I, I you know most artists when they sign the record deal they start their media training and I'd kind of already done that step growing up. Yeah. So, um, so uh, she definitely still loves to give me pointers and tell me how to do my liners. And uh, she'll be on the red carpet tomorrow. And so it's it's still, you know, fun and sweet. Yeah, so let's talk about the CMAs. Uh, this is your first one, I'm assuming? Or were you there last yeah, year? Yeah, no, it'll be the first uh, first red carpet. Right. So um, I'm excited. You know, I, I grew do you up, like that side of things? I don't know. I mean, it's first one, right? Like, we'll, <laughs> okay. we'll find out. I... I uh, I grew up going to CMAs as, as a fan. I mean, I remember she was it would it have been fifteen or sixteen when um, Chris Stapleton and Justin Timberlake had uh, their yeah. moment at the CMAs, and and I remember being in the crowd and like witnessing that, and like uh, that's a memory that, that sticks out in my head. And, and so it's cool to be on the other side of that now and get to you know go walk the red carpet and do the whole experience as as an artist now, and and now that these artists are you know have become friends, right? Yeah, it's pretty, yeah, pretty special. And did you say you're taking your mom? Uh, she will be on the red carpet. She'll be working. Yeah, she'll be working. So uh, she was too busy to be my date. But I do know that is one of her uh, bucket lists is to walk the red carpet with me. So she'll uh, she'll come with me at some point. So are you going to stop and be interviewed by your mom? Uh, I would I would imagine so. Uh, we've done a couple interviews before, uh, and uh, it's it's always an interesting thing. Yeah, know, bet. It's, a, it's a weird vibe to to catch because she's you know she's trying to be professional, but also it's like hey, so I'm, proud. I'm your son. You know what I mean? Yes. So she's biased. Uh, some of these tours that you've been out on, touring with Cole Swindell and Thomas Rhett and Luke Bryan and all that, what is the feeling there when you're out with those guys? Do you feel like it's kind of a masterclass and like, you know, watching these artists who have achieved so much and who know how to handle these big rooms, or are you just kind of in awe or? Yeah, I think, um, I think the, the emotion shifts with every tour, to be honest. Right. Like I remember stepping in that Thomas Rhett tour the first time and uh, wide-eyed and, and trying to figure out how in the world did I wind up here, right? Hey, do you call him TR? Uh, yes. Yeah, because uh, he always says to call him TR, and I never feel like I can. Well, it's it's always a weird thing because his first name is Thomas Rhett, right? Yeah. And so, like, it's not Thomas. You yeah. can't just refer to him as Thomas. I know, I always have to say Thomas but, Rhett. But then if you're saying Thomas Rhett in a crowd, it sounds like you're name dropping. Yes. And so... But I've, if you say TR in a crowd, it sounds like you're like, oh, look at him. Yeah, my best, best friend. Yeah. yeah. 
So I still, it's a weird situation. I mean, I, I've never known where to land on it, but. Uh, Let's go with TR. Yeah, we'll just stick with TR. But um, touring with him, it was like, uh, it was a wide out experience. I was, you know, just starting out my first big tour and then uh, really trying to figure out what that meant to be in a tour like that. And then so thankful it was him. He has been like a big brother to me. Mm. And um, <clears throat> and so uh, it was a it was a really special summer. And then stepping into the Sloop Brian, it was a whole different experience because this was like, this was stepping into like kind of the profession of just, hey, we're on this tour. And, it's our job to be professional and and um and 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 do our role and at the same time learning in every step because you get to be around a guy like Luke Bryan who has done this at the highest level for over a decade and and you you know you're stupid if you're not walking away taking something yeah. with you of what you want to do in your career and with your team and so you know one thing I love about both Luke and and Thomas and especially Cole you know these are the the kindest guys that are really looking to uh, pour some wisdom into younger guys. And uh, so I've tried to be ready to soak it up any chance I could or any question I could ask them. They've always been really good to me. Well, congratulations on everything that's happening. I hope you're soaking it up and really taking time to enjoy it as well. Thank you, man. If you enjoy the Country Music Talk podcast, chances are you'll also enjoy Absolute Radio Country. It's the place where real music matters. And we love country music just as much as you do. You'll find us online on the free Absolute Radio app on digital radio throughout the UK. Or just ask your smart speaker to play Absolute Radio Country. 